Relationships rule. That's my motto. I'm Janice Porter, and I love to share the power of relationship marketing to help grow and impact business. I've grown my business by building and nurturing relationships, and I'd like to help you do the same. Welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast, where connection means everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Relationships Rule. I'm very excited about my guest today, Sarah MacArthur, who is joining us from New York, New York, East Coast, Pennsylvania, New York. And uh, Sarah is, um, she has an amazing um, uh, resume, so to speak, that I want to share with you. But I first of all, want to welcome Sarah to the show. Thank you, Janice. So wonderful to be here. Thank you. I love that we met on LinkedIn and I meet some of my most interesting people on LinkedIn. And uh, I always say that because I teach people how to use LinkedIn and they don't often think that that can happen. And it does, but you have to, you have to know what you're doing and you have to be um, reaching out in the right way to people. So I was amazed and so interested when I learned what Sarah does. And I want to share this with you. She is the editor-in-chief of the Apex Award-winning Leader-to-Leader Journal, which was founded by Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient Francis Hesselbein, who we're going to get into talking about Francis for sure in this episode. And she is a thought partner and trusted advisor to former CEO of Boeing and Ford, Alan Mulally, who is considered one of the greatest leaders of the 21st century. Sarah's mission is to help leaders work together towards a bright future for all. Her fields of expertise are leadership, management, personal leadership development, and executive and business coaching. She is currently producing Defining Moments, a documentary about Frances Hesselbein with Emmy award-winning documentarians David and Beverly Schler. Schler. Sarah has authored and edited many books, including Making Waves with former CEO of Celebrity Cruises, Lisa Lutoff Perlow, and Work is Love Made Visible with Marshall Goldsmith and Frances Hesselbein, forwarded, forwarded, done by Alan Mulally. Now, there's so much more, and I don't want to sit here and just um, read this because I want to dig in with you, Sarah. And where I want to start first is... Um, the fact that these names, Francis Hesselbein, Alan Mulally, um, and um, particular and Marshall Goldsmith, they come up a lot. And what that meant to me is it isn't just about work relationships. These are people that became um, personal relationships in your life, people you know, like, and trust. And that really has um, colored your world for so long. So can you speak to that? Because I'm all about relationships, right? And to me, that is the most significant piece. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Janice. I'm so happy to be here. This is such a special um, time for me to get to talk with you. And I love your subject matter so much. Um, You're so right. Um, I'm fortunate in that the people that I get to work with, um, these few uh, that were mentioning right now, Marshall Goldsmith, Francis Hesselbein, Alan Mulally. Not only am I, do I work with them, work together with them, but they're also very, very, very dear friends. Not only am I their dear friend and they're my dear friend, but they are also dear friends of each other. 
Wow. So Marshall Goldsmith, one of his heroes is Frances Hesselbein. And I think she's one of your heroes too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Alan Mulally, one of his heroes is Frances Hesselbein. Oh. And so I was introduced to Frances a number of years ago, uh, working on a book with Marshall Goldsmith. And um, I had known of her and, you know, wanted to meet her. And then I uh, was the managing editor of a book. So I wanted to put this book together about leadership. And so ask all these different contributors what their idea of leadership was and mm -hmm. going forward. And I asked Frances and uh, she responded, of course, and she wrote an article and sent it back and um what was so interesting about that article, I'd been in the leadership field for a while. And what was so interesting about that article is I remember reading it early in the morning um, when I like to do my editing. I'm reading it early in the morning and reading her, 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 her article, her message. And it is the first article about leadership that ever made me cry. Oh, wow. The message was right to my heart. And the message of that article is about respect for all people mm -hmm. and how that has been the guiding principle for Frances throughout her life. Mm -hmm. And Frances, who I love dearly, you know, CEO of the Girl Scouts from 1976 to 1990, um, uh, Peter Drucker, founding father of modern management, said she was the greatest leader he had ever met. You know, they worked together, partnered for many, many years, a little like Alan Mulally and I. Um, I think she wrote, I don't know, wrote and edited 27 or 28 books. Um, she was awarded 23 honorary doctorate degrees. And was she 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 didn't graduate college because she was taking care of her family. Um, so she, you know, she was uh, 1951 class chair at West Point. She was extraordinary. And she was, um, she was the type of leader who believed in inclusion, appreciating people, sharing leadership, not telling people what to do, not commanding control, but, um, you know, sharing leadership. And I thought when I was reading this article, I thought this, this article by Francis, this contribution, I thought if Francis can be who she is with respect for all people, if she can lead this way and have this impact, so can I. Oh, wow. And, you know, so <clears throat> since then, that was in early 2000s, since then, I have um, found ways to get as close to Frances as I possibly yes. can, because that's what I do. She's I love her with all my heart. So we'll come to her story in, in a minute. I did see, though, that and I wrote down that she said that leadership is how to be, not how to do. She did yeah. the full quote. And I, I follow this like crazy. Um, the full quote is leadership it's francis's personal definition of leadership mm -hmm. and she said leadership is a matter of how to be not how to do it is the quality of our character 
that determines our performance and results. So to me, what that means is I can be a leader whose character, I have respect for all people, that is my character, and that will determine my performance and results, meaning everyone will be included and feel appreciated and all that kind of stuff. And if I am a leader whose character is different from that, there's a different quality, my performance and results will be different. So she had us focus on things like humility, love, and service. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me a little bit about lead the leader to leader journal that you, um, that's your baby, right? You're the editor in chief of that. Yeah, that's it's, my baby. Is it a, it's still a real um, tangible um, journal or magazine and how it often is. does it come out? Uh, leader to leader journal was started by Francis founded by Francis Hesselbein in 1996. So it's been around, she was editor in chief until four years ago or so, three years ago or so. And it's quarterly. It's um, a print and online publication. Uh, we have probably 15 contributors at each issue. Our recent issue was a, um, a commemorative issue um, about Francis, you know, all the people who, you know, a lot of the people uh, who have been influenced by Francis, who like to write and have written for the journal, okay. contributed a piece about her. There's no way then we can go any further without talking and getting <laughs> to, to know really who Francis is, because she's so, you know, in, in, uh it, I don't know the word it's you're the writer it's, it hasn't come to me but you know she's she's not embodies but you know she's everywhere when it comes to you and and your work so um and I'm very excited I did watch the trailer twice to that movie oh. that, um documentary and I can't wait till it till it comes out so I can learn more I mean I'm learning little bits as I go along about what an amazing woman and leader Francis was, because I had never heard of her. First of all, I'm Canadian, but that shouldn't be the issue. Um, but Girl Scouts of America, right? I wouldn't have gotten that concept or that piece. My my daughter, my one of my daughters was a Girl Scout here, but I don't think I ever heard her name come up. So tell my audience about who she was and um, the fact that you, she's like amazing and that you are in the midst of producing this documentary about her life, which is going to be come out next year. And it's going to be amazing. So tell us who she is. She, okay, go. <laughs> Francis is very special. Um, our documentary uh, yeah. will come out summer of next year. That's our plan. It's called defining moments. Mm -hmm. um, the life and leadership legacy of Francis Hesselbein. Uh, Frances Hesselbein, um, you can tell she is, I am definitely all about Frances mm -hmm. um, because Frances to me embodies um, who I think we can be if we want to all work together. She is that, she has the characteristics and qualities of um of people who, you know, want to work together. 
she definitely is that person. So Frances was uh, born and raised in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And uh, in 1915, so she served, she served us for 107 years. That's what I was waiting for. She was 107 when she died. She and she went to lunch the day before she died with you or that the week before. No, no, we didn't go to lunch. Um, the day before, no, we were here in. Oh, you were uh, there in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. But we she, were here in Easton, Easton, Pennsylvania. Oh, Easton. But you used to go to lunch with her once a week, we right? Yeah. Did. We went to lunch. So I used to live on the, um, on the West coast and Francis was, had a place in New York and, um, so I would meet her for lunch. We would go to the four. So I would take her to the four seasons restaurant and um, not every week, but very frequently it was, it was pretty frequent. And every time we went to lunch, she would always ask me the question, which is um, the question that's we asked of all the contributors for our book, our book work is love made visible. Mm-hmm. And the question is, what do you see? when you look out the window, that's visible, but not yet seen by others. So Francis, back to that question about Francis, who she was, Francis was the type of leader who, um, she always, she always had us, um, thinking about self-awareness. She always had us thinking about who we are, you know, why we are who we are, what we do and how we do it. She had us she had a way of leading us, not by telling us what to do, which was the old way. And, and, and in her time was not the old way. That's I mean, right. In her time, that was the way more. And she, she had a way of leading us, you know, leading hundreds of thousands of volunteers <laughs> at, the, at the Girl Scouts. Right. Massive turnaround to include all little girls instead of just some little girls. I mean, massive turnaround. She had a way of leading us, not by telling us what to do so much, but by having us look inside ourselves at who we want to be, Mm -hmm. you know, back to that leadership is a matter of how to be, not how to do who we want to be Mm -hmm. in this world. And then, um, just wonderful things happen as a result of that role model um uh, uh, really extraordinaire in her time right because there weren't many women in uh who had the influence that she essentially had didn't she she got the medal of freedom from bill clinton president clinton right and um and how so when was that that would be the 90s that was in the 90s she's the first woman to grace the cover of business week She's the first woman to ever chair a United Way campaign. So she, and she was also, um, she was the the first woman to do a lot of things. And when asked about it, or when she was, she was, she was asked about being a woman leader, she would say, I'm a leader who happens to be a woman. Yeah. So don't focus on my. Yeah. You know, my, my gender focus on who I am. Mm -hmm. So she was adamant about that. And did, um, so she, um, the book work is love made visible that you did 
with, um, uh, it was the story of um, Lisa Lutoff Perlo, right? Who was the C former CEO of Celebrity Cruises. And wasn't she with um, another company as well? I don't remember. So the book with Lisa Lutoff Perlo is called Making Waves. Oh, sorry, Making Waves. The other, and that'll it. be published in early, early, well, in February, early 2020. Oh, okay. Right. So, so that's, you, that's forthcoming. Is that, did you edit that or did you write? Lisa and I wrote that. It's okay. Lisa. She's the, she's the CEO. Well, thus she was the CEO of um, Celebrity Cruises and right. she has become the, um, the vice chair of external affairs for Royal Caribbean Group, was, which oh, is the okay. over, overall company. Right. Okay. So I think what, what is interesting to me is as I was doing a little bit of research, I mentioned before we went on air that um, I saw um, another book that you were involved with called A Time, oops, A Time to Lead. And that was written by Craig Dowden. And it says with Alan Mulally and Sarah, Mac um, Sarah MacArthur. So how do you, how do you do that? Like uh, somebody's writing the book and then it's with you. What does that mean? Because I, I have no idea. I see it all the time, but what does that mean? It depends oh, on, okay. on the book that we're working on. Um, it depends. So in this, case, this is an example. It, with this, Craig Dowden is the lead author and right. Alan and I have, um, it's called a master class. Okay. So within each chapter that Craig wrote up about the principles of leadership, um, there's a master class, uh, section and that's Alan and I. So we do have writing in it. And so you do the practical pieces around. Okay. Yep. How working together applies with this certain principle. If you've been listening to me for a while, you probably know that I love to talk about LinkedIn. So now I'm curious, are you ready to take your LinkedIn to the next level? Because if you are, I've got the perfect opportunity for you. As a valued podcast listener, I'm offering you a one month free trial to the LinkedIn Advantage program. It's your chance to join the community of like-minded professionals and immerse yourself in a space designed for learning, networking, and growing your business, and a lot of LinkedIn as well. Don't miss out. If you're ready to go from listener to participant, take advantage of this free trial by visiting podcastadvantage.janisporter.com today. That's podcastadvantage.janisporter.com. Join us and we'll see you in the group. Okay. Okay. Now, um, do you see, I'm going off left field here. Do you see um, any uh, positive changes or any uh, sort of huge leaps around leadership today from what it was like um, you know, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, probably. Has it changed? So my, in leadership, my, for me, I always think of leadership as just like, you know, coaching or cars or whatever it is. Mm. I have a specific area of leadership that I would address, I would answer this question to. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, communication in leadership has changed dramatically. Do you mean communication style or do you mean 
just technology style. Yes. And the way it happens. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you could look at something as simple as attention span when it comes (laughs) to communication and where 20 years ago, it would be nothing to think of a speaker speaking for an hour about a subject. I mean, that would probably be too short. Two and a half would be better. And now it's okay, if you're going to go longer than 15 seconds, I'm not going to be able to keep our audience's attention. So we need to engage them with something, something or other. Isn't that something? I My granddaughter called me last night or her mother FaceTimed me. She's only four. And she stood there and she said, hi, grandma, do you like my new sweatshirt? Mommy bought it for me. And I said, it's lovely, Amara. I said, I hear that you went somewhere special today. Where did you go? Um science world and then off she went like that was it <laughs> that was her attention span it was gone and that to me is is ep- epitomizes what it's what it's like today because you're right it is so much more difficult to keep people's attention um right. so and yeah. and so there's the flip side of that so it's um you know, the attention is changing technology, you know, all the, all the reasons people talk about. So our attention is changing. Our attention spans are changing. And so rather than, you know, studying it, taking a pause, reviewing it, asking about it and trying to understand it, it seems like a lot of times people are um, trying to keep people engaged in the old way rather than just let them go. You know, it, there, we definitely have, um, we definitely have communication challenges in lots of areas. And a lot of it has to do, I mean, so much of it has to do with, um, you know, first there was the internet and then there was the cell phone and now there's the AI. There's just so, much change mm-hmm. we have these tools it's like you know back in the old days when i mean the really old days when someone discovered fire yes. that was a big deal yeah. and yeah. we're kind yeah. of doing that right now you know we could send up smoke signals you know there was fire we could that was a big deal and today we have these incredible tools and different people think differently about them. So my area of leadership and communication is significantly uh, changing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, as editor in chief of Leader to Leader, I'm constantly, <laughs> I'm, I try not to write every column about, you know, this, this thing that I'm, 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 I participate in, you know, is who I am, but I also am observing as someone who's constantly observing, you know, this, this area of our, you know, of our, of our, uh, our humanity. So a long time, not too long ago, but um, in one of the books, um, I think it was, it's probably coaching for leadership. And then again, maybe in work is love made visible. um, You just, I can look back at these older writings Uh And see how, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, I was thinking coaching for leadership. I was thinking about communication and how leaders communicate and, you know, should have three important messages, clarity, you know, consistency, and then 
you know, the next book a couple of years later, um, you know, now we have Snapchat and people really aren't paying attention. And and now, again, even later, just just watching the changes in this um, this arena and it just it affects everyone. It's not just me. No, it does. It it affects us though in different ways because people of um, our generation um, now we have to learn something new again, and it's it's a little bit harder, or a little bit you know uh, less comfortable than for the younger people who right. you know are coming up with it, you know. And so, but then that's what keeps us young, I think, too, is is if we stay with the times, right? And instead right. of going to, because I I hear a lot of it's funny you say that because um, I see, I listen to what you have to say and, and what I've read and so on is like, okay, you're with the times in a mature way. And I'm, t- I'm meaning it in a good thing, not, not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, there are some people who still hang on to the old way of doing things or they're the way things were in when they were in their prime, let's say, and you can't, you can't sustain that today. Right. Does that, am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah. That, yep. Exactly. I agree. It cannot be sustained. Just like we can't keep people engaged who are now have a a shorter attention, attention span, can't force them to stay engaged. No. So no. chasing after them is kind of like mm, stop <laughs> it's yeah, not the exactly. way let's yeah. let's let's stop for a second and you know just digest this for a moment right yeah so it's fascinating really to me um so i know that so marshall goldsmith which is an a name that i've known over the years as a personal development um leader right on leadership i suppose as well he had a um he was like like, like a Tony Robbins, Marshall Goldsmith, Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, those people, right? He he was a thought uh, definitely a thought leader, and yes, definitely, definitely in that arena. I've worked with both, so I worked with Tony Robbins many years ago. Definitely personal development. Well, you know, it's my personal development with Tony. That's that's what we worked on, and with Marshall, he is an executive coach. So his, um, his focus is working with successful leaders to help them become even better for their themselves, their people and their teams. That's more in the organizational uh, business arena. So um, I guess, you know, based on um, thinking about um, leaders today, and um, them working on themselves to be better leaders what percentage of people in that stratosphere actually do that more than you would see at a more um you know uh average level like mid-level leaders it's a really great question and um that's where uh follow-up is so important um marshall years ago, I think maybe 15 years ago, wrote an article, and this is what his coaching is based in. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the really important aspects of his coaching is that um, uh, the article is called Leadership is a Contact Sport. Mm -hmm. And it's based on a survey of thousands and thousands of leaders and um, that um, follow-up has 
everything to do with change. So if a leader is going through the executive coaching process, Mm -hmm. then there's the initial steps of, you know, uh, review, feedback, uh, deciding what to change, working with stakeholders, um, telling them what you're going to change with the, what the, the client wants to change. And then, and then there's follow-up and our perception of whether or not somebody changes has a whole lot to do with whether or not we think about it. That person, they may change like crazy. And I may not even know because that person hasn't said, Hey, you know, I said I was going to stop telling you, you were, I was going to stop yelling at people in meetings. Have you noticed I've been really working on that? If I don't say something, the chances of people noticing go down dramatically. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting that because we go back to leaders. Um, it's how you beat, how you are, not, not what was it? It's how, a matter of how, how to, to be, be not, how to, not how to do. So yep. that's kind of interesting that you still have to um, make that connection with your um, team or your, you know, the people that you're leading. To- Especially if it's, if you're, if you're working on behavioral change. Yeah. So if I, if you meet me and you think I'm a nice person, then I don't really have too much to worry about. But if you meet me and you think I'm a jerk and then, you know, I continue that behavior and then I want to change that behavior, I recognize it. The, the, you'll, you're going to go back to your default impression of me. Unless you tell me otherwise or show me. Unless I. I, I, I ask you about it. I mean, just even asking you if, you know, how I'm doing, just yeah. even asking you is huge. Just that step alone, most people will go, wow. So really change isn't so much about me doing it all by myself. Mm-hmm. Change has a lot to do with, that's, that's why I always say it's working together towards a bright future. Change has a lot to do with us being in this together and communicating, right? Which we go back to the beginning. Yeah. Super duper important. <laughs> Super so duper. Well, this Sarah, we could go on and on. I think I may have to ask you to come back and I want it to be when the documentary is out because I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So yes. Thank you so much. If anybody wants to know anything about it, you just please, um, please let me know. Absolutely. And um when this airs, I will um, put a link to the trailer as well and everything, because I'm very excited for you about it. It looks really fascinating. And just before you go, um, I, that's your main project, I think, that you're working on right now, is it not? What else are you working on? I would call that's my, that is the, yeah. that is oh. my heart project. That's where my heart is. So, um, uh, so yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll stay tuned for that. And just one little last question for you before, before you go, well, actually two, one is I'm really curious, do you, are you a person that's all work and no play or do you have fun sometimes too? What do you do when you're not working? Oh, I have a lot of fun. (laughs) I can't help it. (laughs) What's your most fun thing to do? Um, This is an interesting story and I'll make it very quick for you. I like to go. So some people like to do. Yes. Like some people like to be. I like those too, but I really like to go. So 
I like to go, you know, get in my car, go for a drive, go see music, go see friends. I like to, I just like to go, go traveling. I was recently in, um, for gone for about a month. I went to uh, the Thinkers 50 event in London. Yes. Yes. Um, I have heard about that first through Dory Clark, who has been a guest on my show. And then Caroline, who you in, in is Caroline, Caroline, yep. right? You introduced okay. me to, um, she was there, right? Yes. And yes, exactly. And I, um, and then I took myself on a little trip after that to Scotland and, and went, you know, I've been traveling around a little bit. So I have now, um, I have now landed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. And yeah. um, last question, what's your favorite piece of um, thought, you know, thought leadership? to share with my audience? So for me, it comes from the um, uh, teachings of Francis and Alan Mulally, and it's this phrase, uh, our one life is our life's work, which is our love made visible. Oh, say that one more time. Our life's work our one life our one life is our life's work which is our love made visible beautiful thank you thank you so much for being here sarah there's so much to to dive into more so i i look forward to having you back and seeing the documentary when when it um when it airs thank you again thank for you. being here and thank you to my audience if you like what you heard please uh, leave a review and go. I do encourage you to go and, and, and dig in and find out some information about um, Sarah MacArthur and Frances Hesselbein, because this is going to be uh, Defining Moments is the name of the, the documentary that's coming out. And uh, she was quite some lady, I'll tell you, that was quite interesting. So I'm excited for you. So remember to everybody here to stay connected and be remembered. Thanks for joining us. If today's show inspired you to make a new connection, why not start with me? Head over to LinkedIn and connect with me. Be sure to let me know you are a podcast listener because I select one listener each month who connects with me on LinkedIn for a complimentary profile audit. And you know, I love to meet new people. So I hope you take me up on it. Don't forget to stay connected and be remembered.